0: I was traced by, by... by the wolves. I was traced by the wolves. I was traced by... by the wolves.
1: All right, folks, we are back with another episode of the Red and White Podcast, home of the number 23 ranked in the college football playoff Wolfpack. I'm Evan here with my man, Will. Will, hello. We are What's number up? 23.
2: I know. I was going to say, is that number 23's music? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it feels good to be respected. <laughs> right?
1: I'll start with this. This is a, a question that somebody asked. Actually, no, we'll get back to that. I'll ask that later. But 23 in the polls. This is the first time that – I said this when we when I tweeted this out that I think it might have been the first time we – we. and it's weird. The context ended the season because we're done and everybody else is still playing or a lot of people are still playing. Um, ended the season ranked in the college football playoff, but I think somebody said in 2018, if I'm not mistaken, we ended up ranked as well. We were 8-4. and four um so again doesn't happen often so excuse me for mistaking that one but we're done and i i would assume the the only way we can go is up right is that true
2: Mm, i guess someone could come back in that's on the fringe i mean what what, is the big 10 playing any more games are they done
1: I think the big 10 is done.
2: Cause it's done the one now. thing I could think is like, if someone like Wisconsin fringe comes back in, but that would be, it's interesting to me that the college football playoff committee and the coaches, well, I don't know if the coaches polls had Wisconsin still, but the fact that the college football playoff committee had the, uh, fortitude to say a two and two team does not deserve to be in the uh, top 25 is a sad state of affairs. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm pulling up the rankings while we chit chat here. Um, the only thing I was thinking was if, I mean, honestly, my the conspiracy theorist in me says that the only reason we're ranked <clears throat> is uh, because we're there to backstop UNC if they slide from losing <laughs> to Miami. Um, because you can't, yeah. You know, it would be actually really be great to see how how the committee handles that. Does a um, what what would they be? Would they be six and four?
1: They would be if. The heels lose to Miami. They'll be seven
2: and four. Seven and four. Can the <laughs> will the playoff committee change that? You know, a bigger question actually is: Does Virginia Tech have a a, a win over a top twenty five team now, or do they have a win against unranked NC State? I need this for a, a Twitter argument, if you mind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> top twenty five team, man.
2: Uh, but yeah. is it when you beat them, Evan, or when they where they end up at the end of the year? it's
1: whatever best supports your argument. There you go. That's, that's the answer. That's, how
2: I'm say that.
1: that's the only answer, right? Uh, it's it's a weird question, right? People always talk about well they didn't in the end of the year ranked. There, there's some debate are they still a good team, right? It's not like they're certain teams are fraudulent straight away. So, you know, a good Liberty's going to end up you know, probably in the top 25, right? Even if they don't by some miracle It's still a good win in the end.
2: So Okay. Let me go back and say this. Wisconsin does play this weekend. They're two and two and their last game is against number sixteen Iowa. So maybe you uh do you give them a little bump? No. All their losses are against ranked teams. Y'all suck. You're done, Wisconsin. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, they're a bit over-hyped. I'm not sure. Like, they dominated Illinois, and then they've lost to... I mean, they just got whipped by Indiana at home. And I know Indiana's fine, but...
2: Would you even say you might be able, able to poke some holes in, in their argument? Because they're, <laughs> because they're cheese people?
1: <laughs> I, I wouldn't say that. Maybe uh, the curd nerds would, but not... Man, you're not drinking
2: enough, pal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have my peppermint tea in front of me. Hi.
2: It's been a long. But yeah, time. I
1: think Carolina loses; they're out, and I think they'll they'll drop right out because they'll be seven and four. They'll be only. I mean, there's not many teams. I think the last team to end the year in the college football playoff with four losses was us in 2018. So I just don't see Carolina doing it, especially if they um, they get they get pimp slapped.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think if it's close, they won't fall out. If I mean, honestly, I just I think people are gonna be like, "Well, they're seven and four. They'll slot them at twenty two. They'll say we're, you know, we we don't have the win over them. That's why they're ranked where they are." And I wouldn't really care, um, quite frankly, if they get if they just get annihilated. Though maybe the voters go, "Hmm, well, yes, they beat NC State, but it was right after their quarterback got injured, and that same NC State team then went toe to toe with Miami, and then." You know, if they beat the crap out of Miami, then Miami should fall out. Right. Because um, I think everyone should then be like, hey, they're, maybe they're not good. But they'll be eight and two. Who cares?
1: Yeah, we're one of like eight schools with a top 25 win. So I'll take it, man.
2: I will it, take it. So do you think Liberty, I mean, they're not ranked in the college football playoff. Committee. Do you think they should be up there? They're not even getting votes according to the complete rankings, it looks like.
1: They're in the coaches poll, if I'm not mistaken, but they are, yeah, they shouldn't be in the playoff. Yeah. I mean the playoff. They
2: they should be in that, but they are in the AP top 25. It's just weird that there can be this much of a disconnect between the AP and the college football playoff committee. Um, I I mean, there, there's probably a reason for that. The, Influence the conferences do have on the CFP and the fact that it can help with certain bowl games um, is obviously a real factor. There is a human element there. And like there is an element with the AP where it's just a bunch of people who clearly don't watch all the football games. Right. Uh, I wonder,
1: I had this conversation with uh, James in our chat about if, is how much of the influence is that we haven't blown people out or we haven't been uh, maybe impressive if you look at the scores right because you know these people aren't watching the games that you know, especially our games right i don't expect yeah media media folks to watch they're looking at the scores and they're looking at the team name and then figuring out where to rank them i
2: right? mean if, you, if you're box score hunting they're not super impressive um but it, you know it's uh, I think um, Cover Three podcast. I gave them a listen this week, and uh, you know, I mean, if you go and look at it, it's it can it could be impressive. You know, they were talking about some other teams, but if you go and dissect and actually look at how certain losses uh, occurred, um, mm-hmm. the ranking makes sense to me. If you look at it with any context, you'd say, yeah, actually, NC State. Th- there's a reason you're in the back of the top 25. Like, I feel like people. Act like the top 25 25 to 20 is the same as like the top 15 there's a there is always a hierarchy between these teams and the teams that especially are in the 21 to 25 range are typically pretty flawed teams they're gonna have eight or nine wins they're gonna have a couple questionable losses all of their losses may be to top 25 teams that doesn't mean you're not a top 25 team it just means that when given the opportunity you just didn't close the deal against some really good teams. In our case, I mean, North Carolina and Virginia, or in uh, Miami. And, yeah. you know, give us Florida State or Virginia Tech again. Who knows? Yes, agreed. Uh, I think if you look at the
1: the playoff rankings and the current rankings, anybody from basically like 12 down, <laughs> you know, 12 to 25, could probably beat each other, right? There's no dominant teams, and that's how it's supposed to be. The fact that we've gotten through, the bulk of these games I think is, is some benefit because games are getting canceled left and right,
2: right now. Do you think we could have beat the fighting Jeffrey Gunters? Um, <laughs> According to your argument.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that I was actually looking at like Oklahoma. I was like, yeah, probably can't beat them. And then I used yeah, 13 down, like 12 down. Um, I don't know. I think it would be a good game. I think, regardless they're good like no doubt they're good they have uh, good players but i think it would be a good game i think dorn does he he's been okay getting guys up for those kind of games right that liberty game those the guys played well for the most part i think it would be a unique challenge but it'd be a close game i think all of those all these teams in here are you know, could be, yeah.
2: what if in like, in, in this hypothetical world, we played only our only top 25 wins were against Liberty and coastal Carolina. Would, <laughs> would, would people be looking at that and being like, doesn't count. Cause it's not ACC probably. top 25s. Probably.
1: Yeah, probably. I just wonder how much of the ch- perception is changed If we hang on to
2: beat Miami. Oh my God. I mean, everything changes because of that. Um, I mean, you'd be top twenty-five that week. Then you'd be top, you know, another top twenty-five team. You'd be probably sitting around eighteen, nineteen at that point. And then, you know, you you grossly cruise through the next uh, f- three games. I guess I can't remember where they were in that order. Um, yeah, you'd probably be. Yeah, I bet you'd be. I bet we'd be fifteenth. And that's so we'd be what we'd have one more win. So we'd yeah, be nine and nine two. And two. Yeah. yeah, I bet we'd be like 15th or something. They, they wouldn't give us anything more than that. And frankly, we probably wouldn't we wouldn't deserve it. But um, yeah, it just goes to show you that that game like. I don't know, Man, Miami, that one. Someone said like there weren't any what if games this year, but that Miami game is a what if. And I think a lot of NC State fans didn't think Miami was incredible. Like they, no one thought it was a win, a gimme or any by any means, but. Right. That was from the get-go You that turned into a what-if game.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, what-if, another what-if. It is now transfer season. Woo! And it is going to get wild. I think it's still – we've already seen – we've got Val Martin gone, Dunlap gone, and now Teon Palmer gone. I, I'm not surprised – right? Here's how I look at it. Tell me if I'm wrong. I've been thinking about this, right? You're going to see a lot of turnover. And what it is for a team like State is it's an opportunity to get better. And that seems weird because typically you're looking at transfers and like, oh, we're going to lose some depth or we're going to lose guys that have been here, that sort of thing. But now you have free transfers. And for us, it's going to be almost like Pruning, you know, pruning the bush and getting rid of guys that maybe w- aren't going to play. Right. Val Martin's not getting enough snaps. Talon Palmer's battled injuries. You know, now you can go out and get a guy. I don't know. They're targeting a couple guys that are performing really well in the FCS level or performing in the G5. Like, I think you could upgrade your talent if you're a school like NC State where you're kind of in the middle. Like you'll lose some guys you maybe took a gamble on that didn't pan out, and you can pick up some guys that have already proven themselves a little bit. I think that's a little bit better you know, you're you're taking less risks than on um, than you would be if you're just getting high school guys, right?
2: Is that crazy? Is that Yeah, I mean I think reasonable <sighs> Here, I mean, if you're going to bring in transfers, as long as they can jive with the mentality of the program, then that's all that matters. And I would say, for the most part, that's worked out. Um, I'm trying to think of like any notable like bust from a transfer in. It's a terrible result. I mean, Gunter's the only one I can think of, and he seemed to have reasons that he felt like he didn't need to be there. So, you know, I, I it's fine to me. I mean, here's the thing most high school prospects don't translate um, either for your team and your scheme or for this level of play. Um, You know, at least from NC state's perspective, it's hardly ever been lateral transfers. I mean, Nick McLeod and Moss are the only ones that come to my head right away as guys who went to teams at the same level or above. I mean, we can be honest with ourselves. That LSU and Notre Dame are not the same as, AC, as, as the ACC regulars. Um, so you know they've they've had a pretty good eye for talent for the most part. I like the idea of just getting guys that have tape. Uh, uh, that's not them just yeah. destroying JV guys essentially. Yeah. So yeah, it, sh- it should work out. Um, sorry, I was uh, while you were were you while you were talking about that, I was trying to click through big, to figure out what this uh, big mystery is. Um. That supposedly the uh, Pack Pride guys have said something about. So I don't know. It's, I I feel like I would be able to see it, but I don't. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, my thing is like it's going to put it's going to be critical to hit on certain guys. I guess I'm a little intrigued to see how the decision to go after transfers instead of high school prospects. Like, what does that actually? What effect does that have at the North Carolina high school level of? Um, are guys going to go out of state more often? Are you going to see NC State and UNC do this? So then it becomes a benefit where these fringe guys or these project guys end up at a Wake and a Duke, or an ECU and in Charlotte um, to the benefit of those programs. Um, you know, does does Doran really think he's got an opportunity here to strike, um, or are they just they just think this is the smartest way and it doesn't even matter what the Rest of the ACC is doing. They just think this is the best way to stabilize their programs going forward with these new rules. I mean, it's it's going to be it's going to be crazy. You know, I would just say like, don't get upset when people transfer. I mean, you're you're yeah. offsetting it right away. Is probably what's going to happen.
1: I, I think that's it, man. I think you're going to offset it right. And I think what Dave has done well, or what he's doing with building the culture, in my opinion, is he is. Getting guys – like he's taking that variable out of guys that are lazy and don't want to work, right? And so if you remove that kind of unknown and you can kind of target guys that are fitting your, air quotes, culture better and are willing to put that effort in, I think you'll see a better result and it makes it less risky. So he can be a little bit more picky on some of the high school guys and also you know now you can target the right – you can target experienced players – from, you know, these other schools that are, it's basically being become, become feeder schools, like develop the relationship with the kids, send them off to, you know, I don't know, Gardner web or whatever. And then, you know, Hey, you're, you're doing pretty well. You want to, you want to play with the big boys? <laughs> you know, that, that's going to happen, man. They're going to slide, slide into DMs. As soon as the guy starts playing well at other schools, if you got well, a free year so, moving forward.
2: So are they, I mean, what are they going to be the tampering rules? Yeah, it's going to be wild. They're going to have to maybe establish something that says, like, you can't reach out to these guys. I mean, it, it's not going to happen, right? But, I mean, if you can't put something in there that says, like, you can't reach out to them till the end of the season or one week prior to, you know, because, like, I don't blame Malik or anyone saying, like, hey, i got to bounce now so I can claim a spot. More, you know, problem, right? Get in while you can get in. But, you know, I am curious, too, if, like <laughs> – it, like in six weeks, it, does like Malik or, or any of these guys come back and be like, well, I didn't like what the options I had. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, that's going to be part of it too, man, because like there's not going to be like all these schools are, are running into numbers issues with seniors that are may go pro or may not go pro and and those sorts of things. Um, But yeah, like, yeah, I think you're going to run. They're not They're going to end up with places. They don't really have anywhere to go. Right. and like you said most of our, like the guys that have left our program have not gone up in most cases. and so to me that's why you know I, I'm not going to get bent out of shape for a guy who wants to transfer. Go ahead. Like we'll find a guy that can play that has some film, that has, you know, a little bit better com- uh, competition that sort of thing. It's just going to be wild to see what happens. I hope we don't lose any depth guys to transfer any guys that are playing to transfer. I think part of that culture that Dave is building, you know, will help prevent some of that.
2: I think if I, I mean, I think then it's critical on Dave and them to. I mean, he wasn't having the same numbers this year, but like I kind of wish Jordan Houston had got the ball a little bit more. Um, you know, he's yeah. a guy that I feel like is going to transfer. I just I, I feel like he he, did, he ran too well last year. And he clearly didn't get enough chances this year to get anything going. Um, where I could, I could see him do it. Um, yeah. But if he sticks around, I mean, it just makes you feel really good. But like, you know, what about a Trent Penix? Like, what about, um, you know, someone like that? Where, you know, do they want to keep sticking around? I mean, shouldn't Does he? I mean, if he wants to, it's great. I, I don't know. Uh, let's just see where it goes. I guess.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Hopefully, they can make. Mm, Make it work for him. Uh, you know they're putting they're putting a lot of effort into the ODU transfer, which mm. rumors are he's picking between Georgia Tech and Auburn. So that kind of stings. Smoke for but they will be <laughs> there'll be somebody else. It's still early in the process. Teams are still playing. Guys are still figuring out. You know what they're going to do with their careers. But a guy like that, where they were they were all in on kid from Raleigh, all that stuff, and yeah, that that one kind of stings. But mm-hmm.
2: moving on. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll just say like if you don't want to, if, if coming home to play isn't a big factor, I totally understand. Like if if it's but if it's really between uh, like I mean if it was between Auburn and NC State, like I don't even know why he's listing Georgia Tech. Like unless maybe he's intrigued by a degree there or something. Like he yeah. he would have had playing time here. I mean he could. I mean that guy could probably have playing time anywhere. Let's be honest. So, uh,
1: Keon. <laughs> <laughs> So the other the other thing is um, there's been a little bit of a debate. Should I say, like I know IPS talked about it on their podcast, um, and a few other people have mentioned it. Quarterback going into next year. And hold on. First of all, I want to clarify something because <laughs> my my Leary transfer theory got taken out of context quite a bit. Like, I wasn't saying I wanted him to transfer or that he was going to transfer. Just saying I could see it happening given the circumstances. And people are like, why are you pulling? You know, why do you want him to leave? Like, that's not what I'm saying at all. Like, I, he's our best quarterback. So let's clear that air. Who's your quarterbacks going into next year?
2: Well, mine is Devin Leary. And I, it's not even close. Um, yes. I'm very. I'm Look, I'm going under the assumption that the rehab goes okay. And assuming the rehab goes okay and he's able to contribute like day one at spring practice, he should be getting all the, all the reps for, for the ones. Um, If you want to say, Hey Bailey, you've got an opportunity to unseat him. Well, that always exists in theory. Um, You know, I don't think that Leary and Hawkman are the same quarterback. Um, I'm just going to, you know, like I'm taking Leary's numbers here based on the three games he he basically played. Uh, or whatever's in the system here. So the half, the quarter or so he played at Virginia Tech, Pitt, UB and Duke. If you give him all the attempts on the year, just the attempts, he would have ended up with 2,700 yards. Bailey Hockman would have ended up with 2,700 yards. If he had the same amount of attempts, touchdowns, Larry at his rate, when he was playing 26 touchdowns, uh, Hockman, 19, Larry interceptions, six, six and a half. If you want to play by the numbers, Hockman, 12.6. And Sachs, 22 for Leary, 33 for Hockman. And quite frankly, I think that Leary's numbers would have improved on his you know per attempt basis as soon as he got through to Miami and beyond. So, I mean, I'm using his numbers that are drawn down by Pitt and UVA for the most part. Um, I don't think it's even close. I don't know why people are insinuating that it should be a close competition or Hockman should have the right, like Hockman is the back- backup quarterback. Um, You know, if you just go back in and pop in the VT game and watch the difference between the two, just watching how the ball zips and where it can go with, with Leary. If you watch the pit game, You know, if you even watch the UVA game, UVA was kind of playing that zone defense. I think Philip Danford went back and was saying this, that UVA was kind of playing the same zone that, that Liberty was. And when that occurred, Leary was just throwing over the top of it. And he should have had a better game. I mean, like, I mean, Brooks, I still don't see how they overturned that, that touchdown pass, things like that. So like, if I want to be real, I can go back and say like, even when Leary was in the game, even like when we were playing like crap against Duke, for the most part, there was no threat in the UVA game that we were going to lose. I didn't feel like with Leary in there, we were going to lose Duke, even though it was close, you know? So I just think when he would have got to the second half of the schedule, he would have just ripped it wide open. If Leary had played all those attempts and, and had just those touchdowns that I'm projecting 26, he'd be tied with Sam Howell. You know, like, I don't know if that just means it was a weird year for passers. Um, But like, (laughs) there's a lot there. And for those who are like, well, you know, there's the scrambling ability that Larry has, or that, that Hockman has, well, like he had more sacks. If you look at like the total, I think he had two yards net for the year. So how, how much of a better scrambler is Hockman per se? He's got three touchdowns on the year. So that's something that could have easily also been replicated by, by Larry, or he could have passed in the red zone and picked up those touchdowns. So you know, I don't know. I, I, to me, it's just not very close. So if he's healthy, you go Leary. If he's not healthy, then, you know, door's wide open. You know, I hope, you know, hope Hawkman sticks around. But I, I still think Hawkman's a backup. If Hawkman left and transferred um, to go play, like, first off, I fully support it. He's earned it. He, he can certainly play at this level. Um, And if that happened, then, well, you know, that's what you have Ben Finley and Ty Evans and hopefully Aaron McLaughlin for, um, you know, and yeah, it sucks to lose a very good quality backup quarterback. Um, But I want Devin Leary, if he's healthy, getting all the reps in spring, all the reps in fall, because quite frankly, what I saw from him this year with no spring reps, essentially, and no fall reps was very impressive.
1: Uh, yeah, I agree. I think that is – hold on. I got some, something coming in.
2: Are you going to give me a breaking? No, not yet. Oh, um, okay.
1: <laughs> it, it's, it's all speculation still. L- Larry's the guy. I think he's played better. He played better competition. People are kind of overlooking – Looking at um, the end of the year schedule that Hockman did it against. Now, H- Hockman did a great job. And it's, <laughs> I would never thought we'd be having this conversation given how Hockman played last year and how, you know, kind of started this year and what w- we saw th- from him early in the year. It really looked like he kind of turned that corner at some point. He's still limited to certain things and, and whatnot, but a credit to him for doing it, but Leary's the guy. If, if he's not, then there's something seriously wrong.
2: I, mean, um, I, I will say, this, the only thing I can think of is just, I mean, if he just has a bad rehab or he comes back and it just never fully recovers, you know, I could see it. I just, I think he's, it, I just think if you gave him all the attempts, I mean, it wouldn't even be close this year. Um, and I, could you just imagine? I mean, I don't know, from a from a team perspective or from a player perspective, if the guy who I knew was the number one, was the starter, was told he has to earn the job back because he got injured, I don't know. That just doesn't sit well with me. Like, it it would be it would probably be clear within two practices. So I don't know. It just seems I don't know how you tell Leary, hey man, you got to prove it. Like, I mean, I'm sure he wouldn't care. It just seems, it just would seem like an odd way to approach it to me.
1: Yes, I agree. I, it, it's going to be interesting to see how Dave handles that. I'm not going to say I've been fully confident in how, how he's handled it in the <laughs> past. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to reserve judgment on this. He's got
2: a lot of yeah. grit for coming back from this injury. So maybe, yeah. you know, he's showing he can it out. Yeah,
1: I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna try to do something different on this podcast as we get forward, trying to evolve it a little bit better. And then one thing that a lot of people have said is they want more Ed from LA, and Ed is awesome. He likes. He leaves us messages, he, you know, emails, and we have good conversations. So Ed's gonna start working in a you know five minutes with Ed segment. He's gonna record it and send it to us. Uh, we're working on the kinks. But this week we have three different Ed segments. So I'm going to play them for you and I want your reaction because I almost wish I didn't play them yet. You won't the first time. Okay. Oh, yeah. This is going to be great. So here's Ed from L.A. Five minutes with Ed. Here we go. Hey,
0: guys. How you doing? Ed from L.A. Uh, I'm going to have to admit uh, I'm, I'm eating a little crow today. Um, eight and three. I have to agree with you both. Um, a really good year for NC State football. I I really didn't expect much out of this team. I was thinking four or five wins after last year's debacle and, uh, you know, humiliating embarrassment of a season. Um, They surprised me. The young players stepped up. Uh, The injuries didn't slow them down. Okay, we lost to Virginia Tech uh, when they were depleted. That was bad. Lost to Carolina badly. I mean, uh, that was a shame, but we had lost our starting quarterback the week before. I mean, uh, Miami, they lost, but it was the last minute or two of the game. And let's face it, our defense had more holes and inconsistencies than a Dominion voting machine in Georgia, oh, Pennsylvania, no. Michigan, or Arizona. <laughs> so anyway, I have to agree with you all. Uh, this is rant number one. I'll send you more. But 8-3 uh, is a really good year for this NC State team. So I, I have to it. give them credit.
1: Oh, I love it. It's the man. Ed came around to our side. Ed, Ed is he's very much in that demographic we've talked about of the older generation – that probably went to school here in the the 90s and it was really burned by a lot of decisions and things that happened but the fact that Ed has come around and said hey they had a good year that is monumental for I mean Dave Dorn should be listening to this and be like I got I want Ed over a little bit <laughs> like oh, that's a huge a huge accomplishment
2: there. All, all it's gonna take is a loss in the Gator Bowl to turn Ed back <laughs> <laughs> We'll get there. All
1: right, here's here's Ed, too. Hey,
0: guys, Ed from L.A. This is uh, rant number two, I guess. Uh, Dave Doran is coach of the year. You know, I heard you guys talk about it. I, I've been pretty harsh on Coach Doran. Um, this year, uh, with COVID and everything else and the lack of practicing, must give credit. Where credits due. Coach Doran did a phenomenal job. I mean, I'm I'm upset they lost to Carolina and the last minute loss to Miami and the the depleted loss against Virginia Tech. But hey, he got as much out of these players as he could. He really did well. And Coach of the Year, I I do believe he should be in the conversation. I think that a signature win is really required for that. Like a beating a Clemson or a Notre Dame in the top ten would be a signature win. That's what I think anyway. I mean, but hey, Coach Doran can win Especially if enough, you know, dead people or ineligible voters, uh, like we saw in the presidential God. election in Nevada, <laughs> Illinois, New York, and New Jersey, vote, he can definitely win the Coach of the Year. So, I guess I would vote for him.
2: I love it. I'm gonna I start a frivolous it. lawsuit for Ed's hot takes. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna get them overturned. I don't like. I don't agree with these hot takes, and, and four other people are gonna agree with me. I gotta Ed is up. coming
1: around. Ed is I, coming around. I'm, I'm, I feel like we've softened him a little bit.
2: Now, now Satterfield got it last year, right? I, I was trying to see if did they have a marquee win because I don't disagree with what he's saying, but it's also an unfair ask, I think, to for any team to beat Clemson um, as a uh, a way to earn Coach of the Year specifically. Um, let me see here. I just can't remember if they had like a big win last year.
1: While you're looking that up, like Cutcliffe won coach of the year with Duke going six and five or something like that. And I know they didn't have a big win that year.
2: Um, They beat Wake Forest, who was 19th at the time, 62 to yeah. 59. Okay, I mean, that was certainly the most fun, you know, apparently you don't play defense game. Um,
1: yeah, that was the battle of the, uh, whatchamacallit, Wakey Leaks, right?
2: The- Could we name him worst coach of the year, actually, this year for interviewing and lying about interviewing and then telling everybody that, well, he's got a family and a career. So, you know, and basically if North Carolina State or UNC asked for him to interview, he would.
1: It's amazing. Isn't that amazing? Like, when when are we that guy that a coach... At another Power Five school is like, yeah, if they called us, I, I'd listen. I'm like,
2: what? <laughs> really? <laughs> it's, it's great. Okay. It's great because, like, for the last time, everyone's like, "Oh, Louisville has so much more money, and like, they're so much more invested." And then you've got their head coach being like, "Well, I mean, yeah, like, obviously, I'd want to get the hell out of here
1: <laughs> <clears throat>
2: to, to be closer to home, of course." But uh, you know, I, I hey, hey, that kind of like we said before, that is the value of getting a head coach. That's kind of from your area. That's part of the, you know, right? Yeah. So you can take away that draw that some of the other bigger teams might have. Um, but yeah, man, Scott Satterfield, keeping it real, but maybe too real. Yeah, give me another one, Ed. I'm I'm thirsty now.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: but you know the fact that I'm still
1: kind of enjoying the fact that Ed is coming is coming around, right? I don't expect to win him over completely, but if we if if this is even a a microcosm of the, the fan base in general, right. That, that demographic of the fan base of that thinks like Ed, if we can bring them back in, I'd be much more, I'd I'd be so much happier. It'd be great.
2: I mean, winning, winning cares all. I feel like for the Ed's, the Ed's of the world though, are probably the first to also be frustrated. And you know, it, it leads to that great. I think that's like a key, actually critical element of the NC state, uh, live sports um effect where you know you go to our stadium or our arena and it's like when things are going right it's insane and then the second something goes wrong it is the guy behind you telling so and so how to that, oh it's run down the middle here it comes hand off yeah. left hand off right and it's like okay i mean you could that's 50 percent of the plays yeah
1: <sighs> all
2: right here's that number three
0: Hey guys, Ed from LA, rant number three, um, talking about our bowl matchups. You know, every time state gets in the top 25, which is not very often, uh, we seem to just get hammered and, and embarrassed uh, the week after that or the game after that. So I'm, I'm just worried about this. Um, they definitely belong in a bowl, maybe a tier one, maybe a tier two bowl, not sure which, um, you know, I hope that fans are allowed, but I don't think that's going to happen. Long in the short, I just hope it's not like a, an angry Auburn or LSU team or a uh, you know, an, uh, an Oklahoma State team or, or some team that's had a, a mediocre year but has something to prove because uh, we'll get humiliated and embarrassed on national TV again. I just don't want to see that. Kind of like the Texas A&M a couple of years ago and five years ago against Mississippi State. It was ho- it was just horrible. Anyway, credit success to the young players. Hawkman uh, with Leary out. The running backs and the special teams. They had a great year. You guys have a great podcast. I'm going to keep listening. Get back with James and you guys get together and banter about this
2: postseason. Thanks. Bye. Well, I got to say, I sure as hell hope we get LSU for the ball game. (laughs) Right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They
1: just, LSU just put themselves on a postseason ban, by the
2: way. Uh, The balls to be what, three and five and be like, now we're going to self impose a ban on ourselves. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I want us to do that in basketball, like right now. And just be like, hey, you know what? We're going to put a ban on ourselves for the next, I don't know, two weeks or so. <laughs> yeah, you know, we just don't think it's right for us to play. We're going to sacrifice a quarter of the season, possibly, because we're we're feeling so bad about Mark Godfrey not getting all that money. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with ball games. I got a feeling a lot
1: of them are going to be canceled, and teams are going to or teams are going to opt out. Like you saw BC today said that they, the players decided they were going to sit out a bowl game. I don't know what our team will do. You know, if you listen to, you know, we had the clip on a while back, they were celebrating the fact that they were bowl eligible, right? They are, the pack guys were like the locker room was jumping, yeah, thinking about going to a bowl game. But at the same time, like these, these kids have been away from like their families and they haven't had that interaction. And, are they going to have the motivation to play a bowl game? And then like our coaches, like some coaches just want the season over with. They don't want to deal with this Corona Mm -hmm. stuff anymore. And just want to like, you know, be, be done with it. So I can get that. Or do they want the extra practices that come with the bowl? You know, I, I, to me, that's what we need is like, Hey, let's have the practices. (laughs) But you know, if we have the game, so, so be it.
2: Yeah. Um, This team seems hungry. So I feel like the only way we didn't, we don't do a bowl is if uh, Boo, for some reason, you know, says that they don't want to do it. I mean, I guess my, you know, (laughs) my first question was like, okay, well, BC has decided to opt out of a bowl game that they're qualified to go to. Are, you know, are they receiving their bowl payment from the ACC? You know, because by doing that, you just took X percent of money from the rest of the league and the league needs money this year. Like more than anything, so I am kind of like sitting there saying, you know, hey, I hope there is some way for maybe maybe a team that would have been lower in the pecking order, maybe would have been excluded, can get put in there from the ACC. So I mean, it's not gonna be FSU, but yeah, you know, Syracuse, someone like that, maybe they'll go bowl. Um, I, I would hope we do it. We have an opportunity to go to a decent bowl um i think the opportunity to try and win nine games is important the opportunity to get more practices is important um and you know i think the team's just hungry i think they're having a good time they're winning like i would want i would want that opportunity to get one more shot at it um you know you're young you probably think you're invincible to this COVID, anyways so you know you might be because our team probably had so many cases of it (laughs) that you know they're practically a herd themselves so I hope they do it. Um, I'd love to see them play one more time. I'd love for them to get a crack at beating, you know, a good team, just so I can shut up that segment of Twitter. Um, yeah, I hope I hope they do it.
1: Yeah, I, I, it's going to be interesting, right? Because if you get a team like, well, we wouldn't end up with Texas A and M, right? They're top top five at the moment, but like, um, another another team that's I don't know Wisconsin or or. Uh, Coastal or Oklahoma, somebody in that range, you know, up there. Let me in the teens. What about like, this? are they going to be motivated? Like, is an Oklahoma going to be motivated to come to a Gator Bowl and play NC State? Uh, you know, or are they going to be sleepwalking? Right. And we could get the opportunity to get the better of them. I
2: tell you who I want. I want Texas. Yeah. Texas is a name I've the seen projected a few times. The narrative yeah. is great. Tim Beck, Tom Herman. You know, the guy you let run away. um, I think it would be great. And, yeah, name recognition, slightly down, maybe slightly disinterested. Um, You know, I mean, just something like that. I mean, I don't want to play Oklahoma State. I don't want to play anyone that's got, like, super high-powered offenses, per se. Uh, I want someone that's got cracks that we can go after. Or, like, USC. You know, just something crazy that just says, you know, hey, you guys got left out. You guys want to, like... Maybe feel like you're gonna get an easy win. I want I want something. I don't want like Northwestern. Um maybe Indiana. I'd love to just I'd love to throttle a Big Ten team, quite honestly. Wisconsin would
1: be a fun one to beat down the Russell Wilson bowl. Oh my
2: god. Yeah, the winner gets to fully claim it from now on. (laughs) (laughs) Wilson's out there officiating. (laughs) Yeah. That
1: would be funny. Um yes, I don't know. Like there is I did see some Prognostication that there's a chance that state could end up in the orange bowl if what, yeah. So, Clemson assume Clemson and Notre Dame make the playoff, right? Okay, you gotta like assume the championship game is semi close, and then we put uh, and then we make those two in the playoff. Carolina gets smacked by Miami, uh, so they drop below us, they'd be fourth. Or we'd be fourth in the league. Miami gets picked for uh New Year's 6 Bowl, which is not one of the orange bowl. It's not the orange bowl I don't think in rotation. Okay. State could end up in the orange bowl. <laughs> like it's it's a realistic scenario that could happen. Not likely, but you
2: know, I I could see us getting the orange bowl and then they're like, "Oh, we're not going to play any bowl games this year." Like, "Oh my god." <laughs> if we got that slot, who in theory would we be playing? What's the What's the range of teams there? I think it's Big Ten.
1: Okay, and so it'd be like it would probably be like an Indiana or give me Ohio State. Yeah, <laughs> Indiana, Northwestern. Uh, I'm trying to think who else is ranked or is highly ranked in the Big Ten. Wisconsin is ranked. I don't know. I don't know. It's a weird scenario. Not likely, but it's possible. I can only uh, that would just be the weirdest thing
2: is there any reason i guess if 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 florida beats alabama would florida be in the playoff i'm trying i'm, I'm looking at the top four i mean like i personally don't think that i don't think if notre dame loses that they're dropping out of the top four and and the reason i it say depends, that it's, it's all money man
1: well if notre dame gets smacked by clemson and then they'll say, well, Notre Dame won at home and the Clemson didn't have Trevor Lawrence. Now they you know they just lost in the ACC championship game by thirty. You know, Florida beats Alabama. They put Florida, Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson in the in the playoff. I could see that totally happen. I don't think it's a lock for Notre what, Dame as a lot of people do.
2: What's your definition for smacked? That, that's what I've been trying to figure out. Twenty plus. Out. Twenty plus? Okay. Yeah. Because let's see. They Okay, so they've got that game. So I mean Right now, Clemson is a nine-point favorite in the championship game. So, I mean, that's not that big of a jump, like if things just get a little out of control. I don't know. I, I feel like Notre Dame's going to still keep it close. I, Trevor Lawrence hasn't been incredible this year. I mean, that's, that's my thing is like Clemson, it's like, man, if, of all the years, this is the year in the most recent run that I would have wanted to play them because <laughs> yeah. they don't look that good. Um, They're still good Don't get me wrong But Versus the last Two other years With Lawrence They look way more Human Yeah I was gonna say Invincible That's how tired And I am right now
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah they look Beatable They look more beatable This year year than they have In the past So I don't know Interesting What's gonna happen With the bowl? I hope we get to Play one Selfishly I hope we get to Play one um, and it I looks just think like the guys have tournament earned
2: tournament. it, man. And they've, you know what? Like if, if they want, want to, if they want to play, yeah, if they want to play. Okay, sure. Like we, uh, <laughs> but you know what? They just busted their ass for 11 games and they didn't have to, they had plenty of reasons to check out. And I just, t- to me, I guess I would be shocked if our guys didn't want to play. Now, the other thing that is also likely, uh, you know, I, you had to explain this to me, Evan it costs zilch to run a bowl game. It is the biggest fraud in history. Why are these yeah. bowls canceled? Like just, why are not they just be like, all right, uh, BC and so-and-so let's just, you guys will host it at Boston college. And, uh, you know, all the money, TV money will get split the way it normally does. Like no one makes money on bowl games on ticket sales. Not really. It's a Smith. No, it's 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 a sponsorships
1: fraction. and yeah. And TV. I think they should. I think you're right. I think they should. Bulls should start giving teams options of, hey, do you want to do you want to host this? Are you want to play this certain, you know, a certain place? Yeah. Um, I think that would be much more realistic in an effort to get some of these things done. You know, get some of these games in. Uh, I don't know, but who knows? Um, all right, moving on to moving on to hoops. This should be a quick one. Hoop's got the corona, everything's on pause. We missed our chance at UConn and Michigan, you know, to really see what this team is about. You know, I think those tests would have been really good going into ACC season. Assuming we have an ACC season, basketball right now is a mess everywhere. Yeah, UVa's got it; they're on a pause. Yeah, Coach K doesn't even want to play after taking two losses. <laughs> now said. Uh, yeah. It's probably best that we don't play any more non-conference games. Like conveniently after they got beat, he's Heated not wrong. Beforehand. <laughs> he's not wrong. The timing of it is suspect. All right, this
2: is. Oh, my back hurts. Uh, oh, I mean, they they should have just done a bubble. I mean, like a real bubble. Like, or they should have just wait. Like, the March Madness doesn't have to happen in March. Like. You can make an exception. You could have delayed this season, you know, given time for vaccines or whatever, or built in all the natural breaks that they should have done. Like, yeah, I don't understand the season. And then being like, oh, you have to play 13 games in order to quote. Why? You don't <laughs> like because I bet there's going to be a ton of teams that are on the fringe. The way this is going, right? So do you see the NCAA be like, okay, well, it's kind of open to pretty much everybody. If you've got a pulse, you're in.
1: I don't understand why basketball is having more trouble with this than football teams are.
2: I it, I don't think they are. I think it's just because they have a smaller pool that Maybe. everything shuts down because it's just the, the contact is so great. I mean, what I'm trying to understand is, okay, first off, the games are indoors. Uh, and you're in very close proximity with no masks. So I guess like the social distance rules don't apply as far as, um, you know, wear a mask can't be within 15 minutes of someone without a mask on whatever the rules are. Right. So I think that's a factor. I think also, I mean, there's more COVID now than there was, uh, a couple months ago. Um, yeah. So I think that's also a factor. I mean, the reality is is they're just we are seeing a lot more cases. People are indoors more, so it's spreading more easily. People are getting lax because it's been what freaking almost what nine months now that we've been dealing with this crap here. So it's not surprising to me. It's just also ah, I don't know. I mean you like put a mask
1: on, play basketball.
2: <laughs> I, I, I mean, like honestly, it's funny. Like you know, we were sitting here leading up to football season, and we were freaking out and being responsible adults about the whole thing, and saying like, "What happens if someone gets hurt, or you know, someone gets injured, and not injured, but you know, something terrible happens because of COVID?" And for the most part, it's been extremely limited, at least from our our exposure in the ACC bubble. The only player I can think of that's been severely impacted was the Cl- the Clemson player in the off season. So, you know, I'm more worried about the, like I've said it before, I'm more worried about the coaches in the staff and the other people that are there. I'm not as worried right now about the players, but then again, we don't know the long-term impact, yada, yada, yada. So, but there's just a part of me that's like, okay, if someone in the traveling party got it, just play the test. And if the players haven't tested positive for it, just play the game. But that's just yeah. me being a selfish fan, you know. I, if they just stopped playing basketball at this point, I'd be like, ah, damn. But at the same time, I'd just be like, okay, cool. Like I got football season. I, um, you know, I can I can survive.
1: Yeah, selfishly, I, I want some basketball, right? Because we need something. Football team Because we've been
2: playing so well.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and the team's exciting to watch and all that stuff. You know, it, there's some opportunity here for this team. What I think we have to mention is the fact that they played in uh, air quotes bubble at the <clears throat> mohegan sun but they went up there testing negative they got into this bubble oh yeah by the way the bubble is a a public casino that remained open so not quite a bubble and it just seems like it was very poorly done like you're just asking for trouble and then somebody i don't know they're probably playing craps and got the corona or something and it doesn't strike that well whatever you know (laughs) yeah somebody in the travel party yeah
2: that's what kept driving me nuts is i was like okay if it's not a player like it's just driving me nuts that someone keeps saying the travel party because i'm just like yeah is that like a doctor is it a coach no they gotta you know they gotta protect everyone's identity it was just more i just really cued in on that phrasing and i was like travel party like you know what?
1: I don't know if you heard this. I'm sure you did. But they, whoever it was, they made them drive back separately. So the team flew back and they made this person drive,
2: <laughs> I mean, drive back. <laughs> honestly. First off, like, I don't know if that's like the I can't remember. Like, d- does the basketball team charter a jet in that situation or are they? Yeah. OK, because they're yeah, not airplane. They pl- they yeah, they're not flying. Uh, They're not flying commercial. No. OK, OK. <laughs> I was going to say coach. I don't know why I was saying coach and uh whatever, <laughs> man, I'm sorry. Long day, very long day.
1: So I don't know what's gonna happen with basketball. There's rumblings that this mystery thing that is happening at the moment is basketball related that it's going to be shut down for a while. And there's even rumors that the you know, season could be canceled and that sort of thing. So that's, it's gonna be up in the air. It's gonna be wild.
2: Well, I will say this. If that happens, they better say we are self banning <laughs> and uh independent review council or whatever they're called. Be like, hey, you know what? We decided to step in, we're taking our punishment, don't worry about it.
1: Yeah, right. Exactly. I'd also like to say that we're the only undefeated team in the triangle, so we can go ahead or in the state, to be honest. So we can go ahead and claim Yes. Um, you know, we're number one. Print those national rings. State. State championship rings. I don't do whatever you want. We're the best team. That's clearly that's clearly what's gonna how this is gonna end. All right, here we go. America's favorite segment, rapid no. fire with Will. Oh God, I haven't even seen it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna write off these questions. And here we go. Philip asks if Angeline leaves, which is not for certain. Does state try to replace him or move to more ten personnel for wide receivers?
2: I feel like Philip is trying to dunk on me because I tried to dunk on him yesterday on the message boards, and um, you know, Philip knew that you're asking the one guy that would say, "I think we should be running fourteen personnel." If you ask me, um, I I think that unless someone emerges that is a consistent pass catcher. I really hope we get away from the 12 personnel because Phillip did a good job of charting it and I didn't catch his like last summer's a year, but they were so obvious that they were running out of that formation that I hope we don't do that because then it's just going to be such an obvious tell to, to the defenses. Um, you know, unless someone like Carter and I'm not advocating for this, but if, unless one of the larger wide receivers bulks up into, a tight end to make up for that production. I think I'd rather see us go four wide and just embrace it. Um, But, you know, look, I'm never going to complain about getting more tight ends on the field. I just don't want to, you know, just got to show me you're going to do something with it. I mean, they were kind of doing that with Parham this year. So maybe, maybe he can step up into that role, or maybe he's a guy that transfers. Like, I don't know, man. I don't think you're going to have Ottenreith come back, to be honest. So, Hmm.
1: Sorry. Why does Yeah, no, it's good. I, I agree. Why does Why does Henderson send out random frown emojis with no context?
2: Breaking, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but at the same time, now um if something big comes out, James gets to say he broke it first. So, very right, smart, very smart.
1: Yeah, people really care about being first these days, which I think is ridiculous.
2: If he was smart, he would have had a frowny face. And then it would said, find out more on IPS where there's a 60% discount on memberships. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So, I'm, just, I'm taking a shot I'm, at PP. My bad. I'm on a, gr- I'm on
1: a group text with, with a couple, with James and some people. And I sent out a message like, what's this about? And so somebody ended up calling James during the middle of his podcast. So, if the next podcast has an interruption in there, that was us. Sorry. The um, state jump UNC if UNC loses to Miami or does UNC move up again? <laughs>
2: wait, oh, wait, wait, wait. Say it again.
1: The <laughs> state jump UNC if UNC loses to Miami or does UNC move up again?
2: <sighs> you know, uh, it's a good loss. Um, yeah. That, that is Con- what's gonna, oh, You know what, that's what's going to happen They're going to say, it's a good loss And they're going to sit right where they are Um You know, oh my god Nothing would be greater For NC State brand Than if they Got ranked ahead of UNC Based on this And just imagine the shit show That recruiting in the, in the state would be You know, for all the transfers that we're trying to get From these schools Um God, UNC. It couldn't happen to a worse group of people. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that is... the, The funny thing is, like, you look at UNC, like, last year, and they were seven and six, and they got all this hype... And somebody pointed out state finished eight and three. Are we going to get all this hype? Are we going to be preseason top 10 next year?
2: I will say this. There will be a very strong, positive buzz around this team. As long as Leary uh, is healthy in the spring. Like, I think you'll get that, that good pop bounce. Um, and, And, you know, here's the thing, right? Let's, let's be honest. You know, there, Hockman showed very good development from last year to this year. So even if he can does fractionally improve, and if for whatever reason he's our guy, um, he should be better. He clearly improved. So even then, I don't even know what our schedule is supposed to look like next year. Is it? um, Did did we ever get a twenty twenty one schedule as far as the home away? or is that Yeah, we know who we're playing home and away. Yeah, we know who we're playing home and away,
1: but there is I'm sure some of it is going to be fluid. I'll, here the we have let's see. Uh USF at home. Okay. Furman at home, Louisiana Tech at home. Uh, Clemson at home, Louisville at home, Carolina at home, Syracuse at home.
2: 7 and 0. Continue.
1: Uh, We have Wake, or Mississippi State on the road. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. BC on the road, Florida State on the road, Miami on the road, and Wake on the road.
2: Oh, The dreaded BC Wake on the road season.
1: Right. Yep.
2: Um. Well, I got to say, it's funny, after this season, that out-of-conference schedule sounds hilariously easy, um, <laughs> which means they're all going to be good somehow. They're all going to be the liberties of this year um yeah what i was trying to figure out was they probably did their best they could to manage it this year i was wondering if the teams that were supposed to be home away this year just got pushed to next year
1: it might yeah you never know how that's gonna work uh contract wise so
2: because we we would have been at clemson this year so are we at Clemson next year? No, we're, we have them at home. No. according to, okay. we have them home. I guarantee yeah. that's gonna. I bet that home and away conference schedule is gonna adjust. But um, jeez,
1: yeah, we would would have been at Clemson this year, at Syracuse, at Carolina, at Troy, at Louisville.
2: Does this yeah. even have to do with the question? I, I'm so out of it. Is this no? Is this is a schedule. That's just just a will taking us down a rabbit hole. My bad.
1: Yeah, see? Five minutes. Rapid fire will. Oh, boy. All right. Here's another one. This one's right up your alley. Star Wars just released that they are releasing an Obi-Wan show in a Landau Calrissian series. Which one will be better? Did you see this news?
2: I didn't because I've blocked all Star Wars news on Twitter because we are slowly making our way through the Mandalorian and everyone on Twitter is trying to ruin it for me every episode yeah. at a time. Okay. And it's gotten to a point. I wish there was a way to block images
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> because it's, I, I don't get it, man. It, it's like, you know, it's a show that's, it, that's got spoilers. Like I, I hate, I just, whatever. Um, Okay. I am far more interested in Lando Calrissian who is, has, has all the swagger in the galaxy than I am to see some hobo hermit go hang out on Tatooine. Um, and I guess I would say I'm more, I'm definitely more of a Lando Calrissian in this series. Are they both shows or is the Lando one just a limited series?
1: I think um, the obi One is a, uh, so here he is. Hayden Christensen returns as Darth Vader, joining joining Ewan, excuse me, Ewan McGregor in Obi Wan Kenobi. The original series begins ten years after the dramatic events of the Revenge of the Sith, and is coming to Disney Plus. Yeah, so okay. it's um, this is the much most easier.
2: much easier for me. Hard pass on Obi Wan Kenobi. Whoa, um, oh, I like no. I like Ewan McGregor. I got no problem with that. Hayden Christensen is a very bad actor and yeah. he is going to the, the Darth Vader is behind a mask and has the James Earl Jones voice so what's Hayden being asked to do um you know unless unless Hayden has improved his chops and we can just blame it all on George's terrible screenplay you know maybe that's what it is he was young he was young I'll give him a chance he was he was like 18 and he got to look I don't know yeah. I I am going to actually go back and rewatch um revenge of the sith because everyone keeps reminding me that it wasn't as bad as as the others so maybe i will go take a quick look but uh i i would much be more i would i wish disney instead would be like hey we're gonna do a dark gritty reboot of that series uh, because there were so many moments that could have been incredibly dark and twisted uh and far more interesting um i find the jedi very boring though so I just, I just need like a Sith show. I think is what I actually need. So give me, give me you, something like that. You do favor the dark side. I'll I, you, uh, you know, I just think Dooku was a far more <laughs> interesting character. Okay, this guy's old All right. and beating people up. I'm into it.
1: All right, back to, back to sports. <laughs>
2: good one, Our, uh, very good one.
1: Uh, let me see. How nervous are you with the new transfer rule that some coach will get in Bam's ear? About his lack of carries.
2: That's stupid. <laughs> 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 I, I mean, Bam. Uh, Bam was maybe managed a little bit, but it's because they wanted both of them to make it through the season, and uh, I think he's going to get more of a workload. But at the same time, like I think he also got a little hobbled at the end of the year too. So. <laughs> I th- I think he is going to naturally acquire more snaps if he will improve his pass protection. Like I mean that's that's one of the key values that Ricky had. I I will admit as the year went on, I certainly believe that that Bam Knight brings a lot more pop to the run game, um but in our offense especially when you're having all the O-line and pass protection problems. Anyways, with those guys, you needed a running back that could uh, could could give you a little bit more relief back there. I mean, we had a ton of pass attempts this year. Um, we had 356 pass attempts this year. I don't know how many brushes we had, but like we were dropping back a lot, I guess is what I'm saying. So it, that's going to be important if that's going to be the way forward, especially if there's no Angeline and we're not having tight ends anymore.
1: What I would like to see in that, and this is not related to the question, but we've talked about creativity in the running game. Georgia Tech ran some unique running plays. I want to see a little bit more of that in our uh, in our portfolio. I think that part of the problem wasn't necessarily the lack of carries, but how he was used and maybe the creativity.
2: I mean, Phil uh, – Yeah, I'm just – yeah, Philip sure. posted that, um, cre- uh, that wild, like they had a triple pull, two guys were pulling left, oh, yeah. and, and one was pulling right. Now I'm wondering if, I'm wondering if that's kind of like junk, the junk defenses that you see in basketball where it works for a couple plays and then it will never work again. Um, you know, so, you know, the thing is like, I think it's like, I was glad to see that the team started throwing the ball more as the year went on and recognizing or admitting that. I think when we're healthy, we can do a lot more. I, you know, I just think all the guys we yeah. had we're just very limited.
1: Better hit up the transfer board for some offensive line.
2: Well, we already have.
1: Yeah. Um, and we've got uh, another big
2: dude that we're looking at. So,
1: Is spring ball a loser leaves town match for Hockman and
2: Leary? <sighs> I hope not. But I mean, okay. Hockman has said he doesn't want to transfer it again. So un- until he transfers, I'm gonna hold him at his word. I think he might like it here. I think, hey, from his perspective, there's no guarantee that Leary's gonna survive the season. The dumbass can't even slide. So, yes, he's gonna he's gonna have opportunity. But if he wants to go transfer, e- either I mean, like, there's no. Re- I mean, Hockman is better than Chase Bryce. Hockman could have gone and played at at a Duke. Um You know, so if he can find a similar situation and he's guaranteed the starting spot, like, I will not be upset for him at all. And then I will just be very nervous about Ben Finley and Aaron McLaughlin.
1: Hmm. All right. Speaking of McLaughlin, next question. Thoughts on McLaughlin and the 21 recruiting class. Who is your sleeper of the class?
2: I'll have to pull the class back up. I mean, according to some sites, it's – Jordan Poole because they think he's a lowly th- like bottom of the barrel three-star. Um that change? I don't know if Rivals changed that or not. Um the uh no, it changed you know, Rivals has him as like a five point five or five point six. I mean, it just it it makes no sense. You got twenty-four-seven saying he's a potential second round pick um based on his athleticism, and then these other guys are like, well, we just haven't seen enough tape on him um yeah i'm going back and looking through i mean if i was going to name a sleeper it would probably be like cooper not 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 cooper um hold on i gotta that these damn sites have got it all over the place um the offensive lineman from south carolina god what is this for
1: landon cooper
2: Uh, No, thornton gentry is who i'm thinking cooper is from georgia so i think both of those guys are kind of my sleeper i mean gentry like he just looks good I, i can understand if his arms are a little short or something like that um, I'm always, I'm never going to forget the, when they had, I think it was Icky, they had him mic'd up and Skullthorpe's over there talking to him and he's like, man, you got those long arms, man. You, you can just, you can just do so much more cause you got those long arms.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: so that makes me give a little bit of pause if the thing on Gentry is his frame, but I think his dad was saying that he had grown a little bit. So him, um, you know, I, I, uh, where, where's that wide receiver? Who's uh, Julian gray. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm very interested to see what he does. Um, you know, Jordan Poole. I mean, Jordan Poole is probably obvious, but I I actually, my question to you was going to be who has more rushing touchdowns next year, Devin Leary or Aaron McLaughlin? Because Leary had zero this year, and I am convinced that Aaron McLaughlin is going to be the like first year Tim Tebow. Did you see his highlights?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can, he can move, man I, I, gotta think that somebody asked this question earlier too, and and I, I brought it back to Jalen McClendon. Like, even though he didn't play much, they had packages for him to run, and I imagine they'll do the same for McLaughlin. Yeah. And so I, I'd go McLaughlin to be honest. I think that's
2: probably that's a good question. I go McLaughlin. Good call. That's what I'd say too. Because he's gonna be the starter what, next year. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> there you
1: go. <laughs> Uh, what positions are we in dire need from the transfer portal? This is a offensive line.
2: Question. I mean, that's, I yeah. mean, that's the problem. That's the big problem area. Defensive end. Um, it would be great to shore that up. I mean, I guess we've got the guys technically, but I would love to get a, a, a transfer there. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, I feel really good about done the guy that's coming in from McNeese. So yeah. I think good. We're good at DB. You know, I mean, you know, if according to you, I mean, if Ligory transfers, I mean, we're gonna need a quarterback. Oh God! Um, no, you're gonna get the natives on me again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's offensive um, line, specifically tackles. Um, ideally, left tackle, right tackle. You need someone to come in and shore it yeah. up. So you can, if I mean, if you could get a left tackle and you could put Icky inside. I mean, if Riley comes yeah. back, I'd feel a little bit better. But he's also got uh, question marks from longevity. Yeah.
1: Will we ever play basketball again? No. Yeah. Uh, more COVID issues are coming. That's that's the news that is leaking around the web at the moment.
2: Well, I mean, here's the thing. Wouldn't you rather it all happen now so then NC State can be like, oh, it's cool. Like, we'll play anybody.
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely.
2: <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, according to Steve Williams, all of this has nothing to do with football. So he locked the thread on IPS. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's basketball-related. I, I just got confirmation while we were recording. Um, What bowl matchup gives state the biggest boost if they win along with probability? Yeah, we talked about that. Texas, I'm going to skip that one.
2: Wait, wait, which one gives it the biggest boost? What was the question? Biggest
1: boost if they win. Yeah, which bowl matchup gives state the biggest boost if they win along with the probability to win?
2: I think Texas. Tech- Texas, I guess. I need to go back and look at the order. I mean, if we could just play against anyone in the top 25, I'm going to be smitten. But um, unless yeah. we get like a Ohio State or someone like that that somehow gets left out of the playoff or needs an extra game before the playoff.
1: <laughs> right. I'd say Texas, Wisconsin, one of the brand names. That The problem with Texas is that their offense is really good. Wisconsin's got a janky offense. Oklahoma State's got a janky offense. One of those names that we can – um, we could beat. I think it would be tits.
2: It would be interesting. Okay, here's the one thing I would say. Right, if you beat Texas, Tim Beck can like walk in that door and be like, "Now you guys know that you can transfer penalty free." I don't know why he would <laughs> yeah. have that accent. <laughs> <laughs> that was a terrible accent. I, I, know I think it's great. So if, like- if you were a co- oh, God, I would land so many recruits if I talked like that.
1: It was like a drunk foghorn leghorn meets <laughs> Colonel Sanders. Now I say, I say, I
2: say, if you want to transfer.
1: <laughs> All right. Who would you like to see happen to close out the recruiting class transfer portal? Question mark. Offensive lineman.
2: Yeah. Just, uh, Defensive lineman. I think his name is Belton. Yeah,
1: Belton, Keon White. If they're going to miss on Keon White. It's really disappointing.
2: Um, I'd like to get Kaba. But- I like for him to be like, hey, South Carolina, I'm leaving. Shane Beamer is a racist. And uh, like I don't even care if it's true. <laughs> <laughs> just start um, making up lies. Just start, you know, just anything. Um, there was um, – IPS has a good thread. There, were, There's a couple guys I think that are – like there was someone that was homesick. I think he was – I can't remember if he was at LSU or not. Like Now we're not probably in contention for that kind of guy. But, you, you know, just – it would be great if just someone out of the blue, some four or five star guy from a year or two ago that we were after yeah. came came hunting back for us. Um, Here's a
1: related question: Would you rather have like Alabama rejects or uh, G five FCS studs that have?
2: Are they skill position players? I don't care. Either one. Here's what I why I'd say that. I'll take an Alabama reject if it's like an offensive lineman. They're probably well coached and they're still probably viable. I just feel like those skill player guys that come out of the G5 that are studs are usually like quicker than fast. Like they're just playmakers, I guess. So I don't know. I'd kind of like to have caveats around it. But I mean, if anyone coming from Alabama is going to be well coached. Um, I'd be less ecstatic about like someone coming from Arkansas, if that makes sense from the SEC perspective. Right. Is Zuniga uh, still around? Is he tired of Florida?
1: <laughs> right? There's gotta be some gotta be some players out there. Who would you rather have as a defensive coordinator, Jeremy Pruitt or Don Brown? Don Brown. Yeah, Don Brown in a heartbeat. He's having a terrible year, but yeah. man, his defense is typically are just locked. Down. I mean, he had that ball. He was at Boston college before he went to Michigan and he had that Boston college defense,
2: just rocket man. Yeah. He's, he's shown he can do it. Um, yeah. at this, especially at this level. Um, yeah. that's easy.
1: The state do anything to improve fan experience for next year to help make up for this year in revenue.
2: Well, the joke I was going to make would not get on air. So, um, I mean, what what could they honestly do? I, I mean, we've—I don't know. A- so, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get
1: some more members, on, especially now that there are no sports. I'm going to try to get some more people on here that we can talk to. One of the questions I want to ask is, how do they involve? The we're an engineering school, right? We're technical, mm-hmm. we have all these things. How do they involve that sort of resource into making things better, right? There's got to be some, you know, like efficiency planning and even like electrical engineering, like fix the damn lights in the stadium, or can we get some LEDs in there or something, <sighs> right?
2: Yeah. I mean, look, you want me to be honest? Fix the freaking bathrooms on the east side, like. Yeah. that's ridiculous at this point in time. Um, I know it's the least of your interests, but to me as a fan, like that's just disgusting. Um, and, and sad. Um, if you want my opinion on like something I could have just general fan experience, I always thought like we should have more like food trucks, craft beer trucks, stuff like that, like on the outside. So that if you are leaving, if you're taking a pass out, you could go right there instead of having to go all the way to it's your a car. Great idea. That's, that's a great idea. That's something I would do. That way, you still have that element, and people that really do park close and can get back can do it. Yeah, that's my suggestion. I think I sent if that you to park one time. in like
1: two lots away. You cannot hear anything. Like you can't hear that little wolf howl tells you that. Hey, you have five minutes to get back. Like you just can't hear. It. <sighs>
2: Now, I always thought that the one thing I would have, rec- I, I think I sent an email to Debbie Yow about this. She probably was like, you're a, fucking, you're a freaking idiot. But I was like, can you just put some speakers out on some of the poles throughout the parking lots that just say like 15 minutes, 12 minutes, 10 minutes, you know, or a little sign that says from here, it takes 10 minutes to get back into the stadium. You know, just yes, just some, some little things like that, that might motivate some people to get back for the third quarter. It is a real thing. It is pathetic. The team comments on it, Doran coaches on it. They are fair to say and criticize that, Hey man, we need you back. Like a couple of little things I think would help. I'll send that to boo. He can, he can really thank me. Maybe I'll start donating at that point again. All right. <laughs> two questions.
1: Rank two, two more questions. Rank. These cars, in order of your preference, the new Ford Bronco, the Wrangler Rubicon, and the old school Land Rover Defender.
2: Well, I love old school uh, cars in general. Um, the Toyota FJ Land Cruisers from the '70s and early '80s are my dream car. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm probably going to lean to the Land Cruiser. I need to pull up the new Bronco. So it, it's pretty just, dope just recently released.
1: New. Yeah, this is
2: summer-ish. Okay, let me take a look at this. Hmm. The 2021 Bronco SUV. Let's take a Okay. Okay. All right. And then what was the second one? The
1: Wrangler Rubicon. Okay. Okay. I have Googling.
2: The, yeah.
1: Start. I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you my order, even though this is Will's segment. The Land Rover Defender. And I, I had I've had jeeps all my life for a long time um, the land rover defender is one that you can't really get here uh the old the older school ones I actually tried to I have a guy try to try to import me one at one point I love it I think it's so awesome uh, but I'm a jeep guy the Bronco I, I really like the new Bronco it's got that kind of retro vibe to it I, and I think they should have made it electric it would have been a, ridiculously awesome
2: well okay yeah so you want to really win me over electric suvs oh it's not even posting um it was they said an old an older model uh land rover right
1: yeah the old school defender yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. i would say yeah i would put that number one in this list um that the bronco and that um i love e-vehicles um my dream is to take an old Land Cruiser and convert it. I was looking at the other day, there's a company that does it. They only want like $60,000 to do it. So um, I've really hoped that industry grows. I've always thought that is the best thing to do for young engineers is figure out a way to make e-vehicles a a path forward for early employment. Um, That's a good question.
1: Here's one. uh, Here's our YouTube recommendation for for folks. Rich Rebuilds, he's... He's basically does all these EV vil, EV vil, vehicles. Gosh, I can't speak. And he retrofits them into different cars and rebuilds them. And it's he's awesome. He's super smart. I think he's been on Rogan a few times. But he basically takes crash Teslas and takes the parts out and re- rebuilds them in, in other cars. And it's super super fascinating. He, cool. he knows everything about it. Yeah. All right, last question for you, and this is this is a good one to end on. What put? What, what publicity and message would you push this bowl and off season going into the spring to recruits in the media? Assume this
2: football related. What message would I be promoting? Um, that the ACC is rigged. Um, <laughs> um, uh, I would say, uh, what are we, what, what's his last year, four years, nine, 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 one and uh, eight. All right. Right. right yeah. Now, right. Um, I would just say that, you know, we're, we're not, we're not all show. This is a real program. Um, you know, should have been coach of the year. You know, we had a crazy thing happen to us last year. Um, and look at what we just did. We took our backup quarterback who was a utter shit show the year before and ripped off what five straight wins. Did I count that right? Four,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: you know, so I think what I would be saying is this program is stable. This program has great coordinators who, you know, can help you win immediately. Um, it's fun. I don't know. I mean, that's funny. I haven't had to think about how to craft the message for this team. I think it would just be like, you know, I mean, I don't want to say hard, tough together. I refuse to say that. <laughs> um <laughs> we're no collar all fun we're tank tops up guns up uh (laughs) yeah (laughs) shoot man that's a good that is a really good question
1: so if dave wins coach of the year you gotta beat that out there you gotta put that out there all over the place 27 wins in the last four years
2: yeah i would well no he
1: had more that because that was one that's four so that's 31 wins in the last four years if i'm telling that has got to be more than yeah. a lot of schools
2: if i'm talking to recruits it's look at this we're we cracked the top 25 we didn't even have most of our starters throughout the year right yeah you know yeah. what i mean um you know this is the kind of team that you you know you're gonna you know there's gonna be a lot of blood a lot of sweat a lot of tears and um you know, it pays off and we've got a proven track record. We've got all these guys in the NFL. We've got all these wins. Um, you know, yeah, we had one bad year, but look at how we bounced back immediately. That's that's stability. That's success. You know, your parents, you can trust us with your sons. Um, you know, I, like I said, the one thing we talked about before, I wish we would kind of do a little bit of a connection with former players after they graduate. I just think it would kind of bolster the message around the program <laughs> Um, that, uh, if you're not in the NFL, you're still successful. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a program you can be proud of. Um, I just wish they would just ease up a little bit on the blue collar stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like there's more to the world than blue collar jobs. Um, there's a lot of jobs out there. And if you go to NC state, you're probably going to be working at one after you graduate. That's my message. Love it. Love it. Yeah, there's a lot.
1: There's a lot of good right now. The fact that we are done with this football season ended where they are, you know, ended how they did. They won the last four. They, you know, Dave's going to be in the coach of the year conversation. They're ranked in the college football playoffs. There's a lot of good things that they can talk about, and a lot of good things that they can they can push. I, I want to see them do it. I don't think we've historically been done a good job of you know selling us and the the media and social branding needs to get better around the programs
2: don't don't be afraid to just brand yourself mercilessly and then if things don't go wrong right i would just stick to it i mean we've seen it with unc and other schools like doesn't matter just make your own hype keep making your own hype dave be nicer to the media so that they will keep making your hype um and then just just troll the hell out of them or that's the other thing right just troll them just just be like you know what go in the exact opposite direction just be like you know what you guys don't like us we don't like you so you know we're just gonna go out and kick ass you guys can make fun of us when we lose we're gonna dunk on you when we win you know nc state football
1: somebody in the chat I, i stole this for twitter but somebody in the chat this past week had said get dave on the huddle or get him on the ACC network and just talk about the year, and then just have him sit there eating donuts and smirking, <laughs> <laughs> like they ask him questions and he's just munching on donuts, like that. That would just be amazing. That would be all, the ultimate troll. They need to do
2: that. Hey, my recommendation for the ACC network now that our season is essentially over is um, your broadcasts suck, um, your camera angles suck. So just give me the all twenty-two all game and you know just give me something that i feel good for paying for you guys yeah it's it's atrocious get some hd cameras unbelievable
1: yeah goal line cameras how about (gasps) that we thought about no we only
2: have those we only have those for the big boy games
1: yeah it's ridiculous i'll give you my damn gopro you can put on the goal line if you need to like
2: (laughs) god it ain't that hard guys just put a drone up there i don't care
1: (laughs) right seriously Alright, that's all we got. Will wanted to go uh, quick tonight, so of course we went an hour and 25
2: You know what? I needed it. It was <laughs> cathartic. I appreciate it. Thank you for letting me voice my frustrations. My boss, when you listen to this, you will understand. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, folks. That's all I got. Hopefully we'll have some sports.
1: If not, we've got some things working on uh, some other podcasts that we can talk about. Some other things. But, as always, thanks for listening. Go Pack. Go Pack. I don't know.